everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I am Ron. I'm Tom. And I'm Dave. Hey, guys. We're all back. We are. For yet another... Uh, what number is this? 151. Oh, last one was 115. We didn't do or say anything. Is this 150? Yeah. Yeah, because you lost. Well, yes. welcome to our 151st 151th episode. Wow, that's that's a lot. Yeah. I ran out of toes. I can't count that high. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of fingers. So what's up? How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my back still hurts, but... How'd you do that? What'd you mess up? I don't, don't want to talk about it. Did you actually do something? Like, did, I mean, well, did I mean, you throw I pulled, it out when you were doing muscle, something? Yeah. Were you like wiping your butt or something when you pooped? Not far off of that. I was getting up <laughs> after finishing from the toilet and, yeah, just pulled, pulled a muscle in my lower Old back. man problems. Yeah. That's nice. I call it, it's so, I know it's way off topic, but funny story. So, like, this is not the first time I've pulled this particular muscle in my lower back. Uh, I pulled it once. I pulled it many times, but like the yawning. very first time, I know the very first time I pulled it, it was I was doing laundry. I was pulling laundry out of the washing machine, mm-hmm. you know, reaching over and in and pulling. Um, so I call it my laundry muscle. So anytime I mm-hmm. not anymore, you don't. <laughs> well, no, it's still the laundry muscle because it's still the same muscle that I keep re-injuring. But anyway, yeah. So been nursing that along. Um, but that hasn't slowed me down from working on airplanes. No, and I can't wait to talk about that <laughs> um, because somebody's got to fill in for me because I have done... You are a slacker. Nothing. I've been doing other things around the house. You have, but you've been and an RC been of, slacker. I ha- And I hate it. Like wow. I, I was told last weekend I was not working on airplanes. <laughs> and I, The boss has I spoken. I might have gotten a little cranky about that. Did you now? A little bit. Well, Dave, I and I, Dave and I have been making up for your s- slothiness, <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> well, and seeing what you have done has, has pushed me to want to do more. Not that that, I mean, it did wane a little bit. Hmm. There's ebbs and flows. But sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about what you've been up to in a little bit. Okay. First off. Yes. Another new airplane came out. Yeah. Looks I was cool. I was so close, really so close, but I just I couldn't justify it at that yeah. time. So there's a new Draco out mm-hmm. from E Flight. It's not a UMX. Not a UMX. I don't understand that. <laughs> Why is it not a UMX? It, it to me, it sort of fits the sort of the description of what a UMX is. It's to, a UMX but bigger. It's it's UMX plus again, like the F14 and the uh, SR71. But like what. Ron, what you had mentioned, the the UMX Consendo. I can't. Consendo. Thank you. I mean, the wingspans are similar, right? So the wingspan on the Consendo is 31.57 inches at 802 millimeters, which is bigger than an actual UMX Consendo than the Micro Draco at 31.1 inches or 790 millimeters for those that don't speak American measurements. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not tracking the logic yeah. they're using on the name but either way it's a neat little airplane i didn't even think of that like the sr-71 and the f-14 what are those called they don't they i mean they're just airplanes yeah, they're right? just airplanes yeah but yeah yeah they're, they're essentially umx just on a plus size scale yeah. that's pretty plus size though on the yeah. uh length now granted at least on the blackbird the consendo you got it right that, um is a glider 
with a high aspect ratio, True. you know, wing. So I guess, I guess I can kind of. I got to look at the fuselage size. Hmm. Hmm. Smaller yeah. diameter fuselage. Yeah. Right. So hmm. I, I guess I. Either way, it's not going to keep me from enjoying the airplane. Eight hundred no. millimeters is a nice size. Yeah. I've got the. I think it's FMS the eight hundred millimeter T twenty eight. It's and a good size, yeah. It fits in the car nice. I can throw it's that easy in the trunk of the Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> Assembled. I, I right. hate that I like that size, but I do. I know. Me too. It feels very anti what I want to like. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I mean, they're so simple. And once again, we've said it before, so basic and easy. Right. That yeah. it's just the ease over. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the new Draco. Um I liked the bigger the bigger one also, I but I could not lot. justify spending you know That's what those are a lot of bucks six hundred dollars um, yeah. or whatever it is six fifty um, on foam. So, so I I probably won't be buying this one either, even though I I like it a lot. Um, as we've talked about before, I'm trying to downsize. Well, so am I. So. But you know, at the same time. <laughs> Get rid of Things one big airplane change. and you get two small airplanes, and that's still downsizing, right? If you count up the wingspans. See, I don't like that math. Stop looking at me. I don't like that math <laughs> only because I have a lot of small airplanes I want to get rid of yeah. to replace them with bigger airplanes. So they only count as half a plane. <laughs> yeah, so that's the problem. So they, right? yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I get it. But anyway, yeah, cool new plane. And it's not a timber. I know. Stop. <laughs> timber-like, but not it a timber. Is. But what's nice yeah. about it, though, is... <laughs> 3S, 300 batteries I already have, mm-hmm. but I think this is the first time they've ever had Which I also a plane this too. small, 4S capable, 4S 300 packs. I mean, that's just nuts to me. That is kind of nuts. That's a lot of voltage for that tiny, for tiny, tiny little airplane. Airplane. It'd be interesting. To, I, I would like to see one fly, like, in person. You know, the videos look cool, whatever, but yeah, I would like to see one in person I'm on I'm sure 4S. we will see one this year. I'm sure. Might be one that I own. Who knows? We'll see. (laughs) It might be one that was in the videos. Because we could fly at Eli. There's a good chance we'll probably see that very one fly there, probably. Yeah. So but it's a good looking airplane. Yeah. They're already back ordered. Of course. I look today. I think uh, somebody commented, I think maybe on our Facebook page. Maybe it was a different Facebook page. But uh, credit cards have been being charged, so I think maybe they're in yeah. the mail soon, hopefully. Yes. So we'll and start my, seeing some flight reports out there. On a semi-related note, my char- or my card has also been charged for my receiver. Yeehaw! So I should have that in the next, hopefully, day or two. Cool. I then know. we'll be able to... Did you want to talk I'm about the, the jet at all? What? Oh. The experience we had? Sure. I forgot that that has been within the last two weeks. Yeah. So go on. You can cover it. Oh. Um, we had a good day. Of weather, so yeah. we thought. So we thought. You of know, weather, the the MB three three nine is almost ready to go. We let's uh, it's ready to run. So let's get a run on it and uh, dip our feet into the turbine waters. Mm-hmm. Um, ran into a little bit of a snafu. The clunk that is included in in your particular ARF. I don't know if this is across the board on all of them or not, um, but uh, the clunk in yours would not draw. Or would not allow the fuel pump to draw enough fuel without cavitating the pump and creating lots of air bubbles, which is bad. Correct. So even worse, you got the yeah, cat on you. The cat I, is holding my hand. Okay, nice. Um, 
even worse, though, <clears throat> is that I went ahead and just got on Amazon and ordered yeah. regular fuel pickups. Yeah. It was like, I don't remember what it was. It was a eight-pack or something for $7. Yeah. So I ordered that. It was supposed to be in last, yeah, last week. I was supposed to have it Friday. Because my plan was to try and hurry up and run it Saturday if I had time to mm. install it, put everything back together. Yeah, Amazon mm. shows it delivered. No clunks. But I don't know where it delivered. It was not my house. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I'm not going to go through all the hassle of ordering it again or trying to get my money back because seven bucks is seven bucks. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend an hour. It was probably free with your rewards. <laughs> what like, rewards. Do you ever spend your Amazon rewards? I don't even... Do you get them? Do I get Amazon rewards? Oh, I use so we have an Amazon card. Oh, I don't have an and Amazon card. I use card. that for like everything. So we get a lot of rewards and I end up buying stuff for free. That's why I want to get the Horizon card. Yeah. I've I've thought very yeah. much about doing that. At any rate, we were very excited. I was very excited. I was really looking forward to starting the thing up the first time and also very scared because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to mess anything up. But uh Yeah. We well, I think we'll get I think there. we exercised an appropriate amount of caution. Uh, things yeah. weren't right, so we didn't press the issue. And, yeah. Yeah, I think we made it. And good we know decision. it's wrong. Like yeah, it's, for sure. it's not that big of a deal. Yep. We'll get it figured out and get yep. it fixed and get it started. And then next time we can talk about it. It was kind of a bummer, though, if I'm honest. It I was. I was really looking forward to it was a letdown. hearing that thing do me, its, me too. make noises. We had our earplugs ready and everything. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and, I, and I will have to wear earplugs anytime I'm around those because old engine or airplane mechanic guy. Like I, the tinnitus will just go crazy when those things yeah. start firing up anyway. So yeah. So uh, I'm excited to get it running because I think that's going to turn on a whole nother level in you. In me? In you. I don't know. I think I'm... For wanting a turbine. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I want one, but I, it's just, there are other things I want first. Yeah. Like a I get it. Bronco. Well, hopefully. They're back in stock, by the way. I saw I that know, today. I know. I saw it. Back in stock. I saw it. You should order it. I I can't. Well, you should. I know I should, but... Dayton, if anybody's listening <laughs> and they're going to Dayton, buy everything I bring there so that I can buy... Sorry. So that I can get the Bronco. <laughs> Just saying. And I'm taking a lot of stuff, by the way, yeah. today. Buy Tommy's stuff. Buy Tommy's stuff, yes. Yeah. What are you taking? I mean, like, can you... Tease a little bit, or do you uh, know yeah. for sure? Uh, so I have a 50cc-sized oh, S-Bach. I believe it was a Red Wing. Um, or, I don't know, some Chinese brand. Are, flies good. It's got a 40cc. I think it's an XYZ. I think that's actually the brand name. Of Examine the your zipper. Yeah, uh, 40cc twin on it, which it flies a nice. Um, so I'm taking that. Uh, so bigger be, planes be, are getting rid of Yeah, them. oh yeah. It'll be either bind and fly or sans receiver. I have not decided yet. But if I take the receiver out, it'll be a smoking hot deal for somebody. What receiver is in it? It's a power safe. Oh. Um, why, why would you get rid of that? What one is it? Or which one It's is an it? older one. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not up on the power safe receivers. We're going to talk about those in a little bit, though. Okay. And then you can educate me. I don't know much. But, uh, but anyway, a little. Uh, so I'm going to take that. I've got a 35cc powered... Um, S-Bach. I have a thing for S-Box. Um, this one is definitely a Red Wing, um, but it's the orange and blue. It's been flown maybe a dozen times. Looks brand new. Uh, DLE 35RA. I'll sell that probably with the receiver. I think that's got an AR8000 in it, I believe, uh, and really good servos. Uh, so that's going. 
Uh, I've got the Dave Patrick Ultimate. Um, the really? Big, the big 120. Actually, it's got a Sato 150 on it. Uh, that's going to go. Um, I'm going to take the Great Plains Reactor biplane, which I know that. Really? Uh, I know. I know. That surprises me. I know. Uh, I, I'm really fond of that airplane, but to be honest, it just sits. Uh, there are other airplanes that I pick up before I pick that one up. So if it can uh, get me closer to my goal of buying a Bronco, then uh, it'll be there. It's got an OS-91, a brand, almost brand new OS-91 four-stroke on it, and it flies awesome. I mean, it's really yeah a good flying airplane. Let's see what else. Uh, boxes of just stuff, wheels, spinners, props, just random junk that I I shouldn't say junk. It's good stuff, um, <laughs> but just well, random stuff that I've had. What's making you want to get rid of that kind of stuff, though? I I'm mean, just like, not using be, it. Like well, I now, not, you might later. You know, here's the thing. Brian is only two out less than two hours away. If I need a used spinner or a used pair of wheels or a used prop, I'll just go to Brian's, and that's a good excuse to get out of the house, go up to see Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. There's no reason for me to keep a hobby shop's worth of stuff True. in my basement. Now, when I was just flying, you know, and these are all like, like 40, 60-size yeah. nitro-sized stuff, you know, wheels. Although there are some big cub wheels in the in the lot and stuff. Ooh, like really? That. Not I like big, big like you're big, but oh. like big. Um, I'm going to take some, uh, I've got like some, uh, a few nitro engines that, uh, that I, evolutions, I'll probably yeah. have to end up giving those Surplus. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which by the way, speaking of nitro engines, not to get off topic, but, um, I'm going to run, um, this, I'm sorry, the super tiger and the OS that, uh, Steve sent me finally. Oh yeah. So Steve, if you're listening, those are going to be ran very soon, and I will take a video and put them up either on Facebook or maybe maybe I'll get Ron to come out and record, and we'll put it on YouTube or something. Nice. Those seem to do well. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, buy my stuff so I can get the Bronco. <laughs> Poor Tommy. <laughs> like, I, I'm rooting for you. I really am with that airplane. That is and, one I would love to see. And I mentioned it, like, to Ron off you know, when we weren't recording, but it's not that I'm, like, poor or anything like that. It's just right now I prefer not to spend a yeah. lot of money on airplanes right I now. I get it. Hobby funds keep separate if you can. Yeah. So so buy my stuff. <laughs> Come to Dayton. Buy my stuff. I wish I was going to Toledo with you guys. I know. Me too. But that's why we're doing Dayton because you can't do Toledo. So Thanks for accommodating me. You're welcome. <laughs> wish I could go, but... I was going to say, that's just me. That's too much time it, off that's in a okay. short period. I know. I get it. It's going to be a busy April. I think out of the four, was it four weekends in April? I have something three of the four weekends. Yeah. And I'll be in Florida for a lot of April or for some of April, leading almost up to Dayton. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I'm going to that school. I told you about that. I didn't. That's, that's why I'm not going to Toledo pretty much. I thought Toledo was because of the first well, week or first and getting weekend, off, yeah. whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, huh. Yeah. So it'll be busy. Well, Last we, half of March and first half of April is going to be very busy for me too. I was going to say if we do the if we do the swap meet at Eli, you won't be here for that then. When are they talking about doing that? Uh, second or third weekend of April. April, yeah, yeah. I won't get back until the nineteenth. That's a Friday. <clears throat> I I don't have it on me. Let me look at my calendar because I was here. thinking I I suggested the twentieth. 
if we end up doing that. So April 19th is a Friday. Right. So the 20th would be a Saturday. Yeah. So I could potentially, actually, no. <laughs> Over oh the river. The big race that I go to mm. down. Yeah. So that's. Well, Saturday. you're going to miss that one then. That's yeah. too bad because you I know that'll be a good one there. too. Well, I don't know. We've never done it before. So we're talking about doing it. I bet it'll be a good this, one. I, we'll see. I mean, I you don't know what people want to sell is the that's problem. True. That's like, true. Like, I'm not much wanting to sell or anything. Or what they can sell. So we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah, so April's going to be busy for that. Mm -hmm. And then that gets us into May. I know. May's exciting. I, it is. Um, the whole gang is going. I'm so excited. I, Dave is excited about it, too. All right. <laughs> What's that face? <laughs> he doesn't look very excited. Are you? We're talking about Joe Nall. I know, I know, I, and I should be more excited about it, but I just don't be a Debbie Downer. Listen, I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I just can't get myself revved up about it. Wow. Well, you haven't been. I was this way last year. Like I, I fully, admit. I was excited from the time I, I really because yeah. I remember telling you like a week beforehand saying. I wish either I, I wasn't going yes, or I, I wish we that. were back from it already. Yeah, I remember that. And now I cannot, like, I yeah. cannot wait to go. I mean, they're, I mean, without going on and on about it, there's yeah, something I, for everybody there. I really don't want to talk about it every single episode. Like, I understand We're just that, really excited, But yeah. Dave, I mean, like, come on. What's wrong? <laughs> Have you signed up yet, by the way? Yeah, I paid okay. uh, New Year's Day, okay. whatever. Mm -hmm. We did it right here. In oh, fact, that's you right. did it yep. for me. That's right. Oh, my yep. memory sucks. So <laughs> how about Daniel? Did he do it? Yeah, he signed up. Good. He oh sent my me gosh, a photo of his thing. So, so we all I'm have actually... Just, well, yeah. I'm giddy. Oh, by the way, coming up March something or another, we have to check for premium spots. Oh, yeah. March I 17th, I think it is. I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was like oh, the 5th. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, that's what I mean. It's like coming up yeah. semi-soon that we have yeah. to make sure we're on. Nobody else needs to be on there looking. <laughs> So I think you're right, Tommy. It is March 17th, <laughs> just for anybody listening yes. that wants a premium spot. Yes. It is not earlier than it that. It is not at all earlier than that. I We got kind of slow clicked or something last time. I don't know what happened. We didn't get a spot. Your internal clocks are off. But it does look like this year they have like 16 more spaces, new spaces. See, where'd you see that? Like I, I was on their website and the map looks exactly the same as it looked last year. There's an extra... I don't remember what it's called, but a curve or something. I think that's around the lake, on the far side that was not open last year. Oh man, wouldn't that be sweet to get by the lake? Right down the lake, yeah. I mean, I would never really need to leave there. The problem is, returning campers get first choice. Yeah. So anybody that wants to go there, dang it, I keep that's me. I'm sorry. There's the cats around here, and there's cat hair floating around. And I'm trying to keep it out of my drink. <laughs> darn cat but anyway so people that have been there before get first chance yes. to pick a new spot yeah so we might be sol but as long as we get a premium spot i'll be happy this year yeah extremely happy well i mean yeah i'm excited like i could just talk about that but well do you want to a little bit like i'm okay no, with no. that because i am so excited no, it's okay. we're actually taking We've a got camper time. We're taking a camper this year. Yeah, We've got all that settled, so we're not worried about fitting everything small in your car and then pulling the tiny trailer with the <laughs> golf cart. Don't know what we're doing for a trailer yet. We'll have to figure that out. You don't want to pull yours? I mean, the golf cart will work perfect on your if trailer. If we have to, I wouldn't, or wouldn't mind, but I'd like something a little be... bit bigger and enclosed so we can fit airplanes. Well, I would think there would be room for airplanes in the RV, no? Yeah. Well, I, I've got my trailer, and it's, I mean, I've, it's a great airplane hauler. 
Sorry. She has sharp nails. Yes, she does. I didn't think about that. And then uh, Daniel's got his enclosed if your golf cart will fit in it, which it should. How long is that one? 12? 12 foot. It's the biggest you can get without going to a tantum axle. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me to no, call for Crystal to have her that's fine. take her upstairs? No, that's good. I can play something really quick and yell at her. No, it's fine. Okay. Um it might so I think the golf cart's just over eight feet long. Is that what we figured out last year? I think I think that sounds right, yeah. So because I have there. an eight foot trailer, but we couldn't use mine because of the, the balance. Yes. Right. And maybe it's not quite eight feet then, because I don't think it hung off the back of your trailer. No, it didn't. It was so, close, but like yeah. because of the the weight and the where the axle is on my trailer, right, compared to yours, but was, like lengthwise. So yeah, yeah, maybe it's not quite. So yeah, that, that should that work probably fine. Be okay. Either way, hmm. Well, we <laughs> might use that one if we need to. That would pull fine behind the camper. Yeah, camper wouldn't even know it was back there. Yeah, probably not. Then we'd have room for that, and then like I said, we got to figure. Gas, that's all. Not much more. <laughs> and then I got a twenty eight foot travel trailer I'm hauling, so there's plenty of room in that. True, and it might actually haul better in that anyway because it's got a little suspension. If you put it on the beds, oh, I the love airplanes on the beds. The bed is the best place to put something. Yeah, I just throw a throw a heavy blanket over it to keep it from bouncing, and it's good to go. Nice, like there you go. I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot like contain my excitement. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're borrowing my brother in law's camper. They just bought an RV last year, and so I said something about it, and. He's more than generous to let us take it. He's yeah. going to bring it out here, I think. He said the end of March or beginning part of April. Oh. So it'll be sitting here for that whole, because they're not using it after. They have one trip planned hmm. between okay. now and when we're going. So it'll be out here so we can get it all set up and get all our knickknacks put in and load it <laughs> with food and drink. And I'm like, I, I, w- I can't contain. <laughs> like, seriously, this is going to be a great trip. Yeah. Now that we've been... I feel like I have more of a game plan of what I want to, I don't want to say accomplish, but like see and do while I'm there. Like Like I really, really enjoyed last year. Like I wouldn't change a thing, but like I may spend a little more time on the lake maybe. Yeah. uh, Because that was fun. Um, I may spend a little more time at the 3D line because that was fun. I'm getting kind of really interested in watching those guys fly. Um, and maybe not as much time on the main line. I don't think we spent a lot of time on the main line. We spent, I, I feel like we were at the main line at least once every day for a fair amount of time. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I have learned, by the way, that if I see something I want, <laughs> yeah, buy I'm it. buying it right then and there. <laughs> yeah. And I plan on yeah, taking, don't wait. I plan on taking a good That's amount of cash else, with Dave. me. Like people will just have their stuff, man, I'm doing what you did getting all excited, flinging my hands around. <laughs> flinging your hands People around. will take their stuff to sell there, and it'll just be outside their campsite or whatever with a sign on it. And if you, like he's saying, if you don't act, it's, it's something you want. Yeah, They disappear it. fast. Because, yeah, it seemed like the prices that I saw anyway seemed reasonable Good. anyway. Yeah, so, surprisingly. Um, like, I would have thought they'd started high and kind of yeah. worked their way down. But. Well, and but then plus, I mean, if you're looking to buy stuff, I mean, Horizon will be there, on, and they'll sell stuff. Maybe they'll have deals on deals the, on the Bronco. Bronco. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that is after Dayton. <laughs> I'm just saying. Going to be burning the hole Buy in Buy my pocket. stuff. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not talking about it anymore because 
I'm sure our listeners are bored with hearing us talk well, about Well, if they've been, they're not we bored. They're getting more excited about it, too. <laughs> Probably. But I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can drop it. Okay. So what else? The Getting back to <laughs> what we were talking about, the new Draco, cool. What else? Anything else new this week? Um, I mean, this week. Well, they I mean, last week could be last week too. Not anything that excites me. Yeah, but they came out with a new boat, and they also came out with a new helicopter today. A new helicopter, really? A small one, like oh, tiny like a, indoor type player. That's uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm like, sure it is, but I'm not a helicopter guy. Yeah, me neither. So, I've tried. I mean, I I, I can I can fly a helicopter and not crash it. Mm. But I can't like do anything cool with it. And fly around. I've yeah. looped and rolled. That's a year way ahead of way ahead of me, of me too. Yeah. But I mean, as far as flying aerobatics with a helicopter, I yeah. don't care to. I just like to watch it fly around. Mm-hmm. For helicopters, I would be more of a scale. Yeah, me too. Enjoyer. Tend the way yeah. I like to fly it. Yeah. It's more like a scale helicopter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that don't is... get me wrong. Like watching some of these guys really ring these things out. It's it's both scary and impressive. It's to me, I think, more scary um, because they are so, for lack of a better term, erratic. Like I, sh- I'm sure they have control over it, oh, yeah. but to me, yeah, they don't. It's hard to follow it sometimes. With yes, the, the speed with which they do their and, and changing directions and those blades spin fast with no <laughs> set direction. At least with an airplane, you can tell. Oh, I see what you're where saying. it's yeah, going. Where it's going, yeah. Um, so yeah. I have a tremendous amount of uh, respect for guys that can fly them that way. Yep. That's just not in my wheelhouse. Nope. Um, I should really. Sorry. Let me go ahead. <laughs> but I should. Uh, <laughs> that look. Um, yeah. I. Uh, cool. New helicopter. Micro heli, I guess. Micro sized helicopter. Yeah. Something like that. I didn't. That's funny. It doesn't even pop up on my Facebook feed from Horizon. I get emails. Because they know I don't. I know I do too, but I don't get that one. Good grief, Ron. That wasn't me, was it? That was you. It wasn't it's, it's us. It's oh, it's on airplane mode. Shucks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Is mine the only one that's not gonna ding? Mine's not. Oh mine's gosh. Oh my. Okay. There we go. No. Yes. Yes. Nope. Yes. I apologize to our five listeners for having Oh, put up there's with gotta Ron's be at least phone. seven or eight now. <laughs> so um, Yes. What? I'm just worried about mine being staticky on here with the heart monitor, but well, if it nothing is, so far. If anything happens, I'm blaming Dave, and it's Dave, okay. it's your fault. Yeah, it is. One more week of this. Okay. What have you guys been working on? <laughs> well, we know Ron hasn't been working on anything. Dave? Bathrooms. Uh, I've been working on bathrooms. RC-related. Nothing. Okay. I've, I've been a little slow this week because uh, I added a family member. So. Yes. She up, is adorable, by the way. Went up Give to a, okay. We're tell gonna us. Go up okay, to it. he's gonna tell us. Right? Sounded uh, like he was getting ready to move on. So geez. I was like, "What?" Um, so I have no children. They're minor, four-legged fuzzies, mm-hmm. and so far it's only been Fred because I lost Maggie over the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Fred's been needing a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, one showed up on uh, the internet. Uh, it was at a, a shelter in Pekin, which is about 90 to 100 miles from us. Not, I didn't really keep track. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a, another black lab mix of some sort because I've only had black labs for the last 35 <laughs> you know they, years. You know they come in other colors, right? I, I've been made aware that they do come in other colors. <laughs> yes. Dave, Dave has a type. I mean, like, Oh, he does. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> 
Be nice. I mean, yeah. But she anyway. is adorable. She is adorable. She's she, little, though. She is tiny. She yeah, is, for a lab. Uh, the vet thinks she's between 13 and 18 months old. Uh, she's a lab, and she weighs 37 pounds. She looks like a three-month-old lab is yeah, what she she's, looks like. she's small. She's only going to get fatter. Yeah. Not yes. bigger. Uh, she was found down in Vandalia. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, in a river bottom by the conservation police. How'd, uh, she, how'd she end up in Pekin? Uh, transfer from a kill shelter to oh, a no-kill okay. sh- okay. shelter. I got you. I got you. Uh, so she was down in Vandalia, which is about 100 miles south of us. Mm-hmm. So little girl's been traveling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was found in a river bottom by the conservation police. Uh, she was fighting multiple raccoons over a deer carcass. Oh. She was oh. extremely underweight. Uh, and the raccoons uh, kind of had their way with her. Sure she, she was pretty beat up. Mm-hmm. Aww. But uh, she's recovering quite nicely, and she's quite the little snuggler. Oh, my gosh. She's a lover. So, Dave, <laughs> so Dave, one of the other projects that Dave's going to talk about here in a minute that he's working on, uh, stopped by my house to pick this project up. I'll let Dave tell the story. But anyway, when he came by, he had River. That was what you named her. Yeah. <laughs> because she was found in the riverbed. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Um, he brought her by, and oh, my gosh. She is she is a lover. Yes. I mean, she is just the sweetest dog. Yeah, and working out with great with Fred. Fred loves her, uh, mm-hmm. although Fred is now realizing that he's a bit of an old man now and can't <laughs> deal with that puppy energy. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I feel bad how, for Fred. Nope. I was gonna say, how about you, Dave? How can you handle the puppy energy? <laughs> it's it's been it's been rough. She settles right down though. She really does. It's great. Well, good. Uh, I do I have a lot you... of training to do with her. She knows nothing. Mm. And I being a trainer, mm-hmm. kind of my dogs have to kind of behave. Yeah, so I mean, a little bit. Although you know, Fred's got his issues, but uh. <laughs> Fred does have issues. But he's a great dog. Yeah, he, yeah, I he think. Is. Um, she's a bit of an escape artist now. She's gotten out four times on me. So, Uh-oh. oh man, you know, gotten out of the house, gotten out of the yard. Oh, she yeah. jump. She's tiny and goes right through any uh, little hole that's slightly bigger than her. Yeah, but so. the thing is, she's such a lover. She could probably comes right back. She comes back pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of work there. So we've been working on getting her settled in for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, been working on Reggie's plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cockpit is almost done. It's almost done. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting on a pilot to show up so yeah. I can finish sizing some things. Yeah, and Reggie did order a pilot. And it's he sent me a a, a picture or a, a link to the website. And I can't remember what the website is, but pretty cool looking yeah, pilot. I fly tallies is where we're oh, okay. from. It's pretty neat. I don't know if you've seen it, Ron, but it... It looks really, really good. It's yeah. going to look good in the in that in that cockpit, I think. Yeah, so I'm hoping I don't have to chop his legs off, but we should be good. Other than that. <laughs> looks like there's room. I, th- I think there is. Yeah, if you do, it would match. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. You want me to smack him? You're closer. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! What? <laughs> I was just saying what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, anyway. So anyway, the Reggie project is coming to an end pretty quickly. Cool. It looks good too. You figured out how to extend the push rods and so forth. And so you want to talk about how you did that? Yeah, we can do that. Pretty pretty clever idea, I think. So these the are solid 440 push rods that are in um, the the. It's an ARF. It wasn't I was going to call it a kit, but that was wrong. <laughs> uh, it's an ARF, and yep. they had solid 440 push rods in it. The I think a little minimal size for the size of this airplane. Yeah, it's but, a big airplane. But, you know, that's what they designed it for, and it's lived this long, so. That's true. Uh, but I need to relocate. Has Reggie actually flown this one yet, though? I don't believe so. Mm. That's why it's lived this long. I wasn't going to oh, say it. Oh, be you nice. You were thinking it. 
Hey, yeah, Trevor he, Trevor told us to lay off of Reggie. So he's in Canada, eh? What's he gonna do? <laughs> Sorry, Trevor, if you're listening. God, he's done apology letters. I know. <laughs> anyway, yes. 440 push rods, hangar nine designed it this way. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fine. I have to move the servos forward from where they were mounted in the back of the airplane previously because of the cockpit kit. Um, so I need to extend the push rods. Mm-hmm. And I've been fretting over this. And I as like I don't want to buy all brand new push rods because mm-hmm. these are set up they just need to be extended about six inches Mm -hmm. using a roll pin to join 440 rod Mm -hmm. uh it's also known as a spring pin yeah roll pin explain so a roll pin is usually spring steel that's been rolled to a a diameter and it's designed to be pressed there's a split in it or hammered into a hole and then by friction because of the springiness of the steel Holds it in position. And it just has to be the 440 rod fits in the 532nd roll pins perfectly. Mm-hmm. So we'll get those uh, in there, clean up nice, get a nice solder job on yep. them. And as a little extra insurance, I think I'll put a wheel collar around them. Oh, just that's a good idea to, to kind of A little extra insurance that yeah. they're not ever going to come apart. That's a good idea. Yeah, keep a little extra pressure on it. Yeah, but I, like, I just thought that was like genius that you thought of a roll pin because they are hollow. Yeah. Right? So I thought that was really and smart. Where'd you, find, where'd you find the roll pins? Uh, it was a local Coast to Coast. Uh, oh, actually, it's not Coast to Coast anymore. It's Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware. Okay. Which is, there was one right around the corner from me. I'm sure I could go one of the other places in town and get them much, much cheaper because these were... 54 cents a piece. Oh my God. Okay. Ouch. That's wow. Two dollars <laughs> for four four roll pins. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, anyway. Well, and if if you had known ahead of time, I you could have got them off Amazon. You probably could have got a thousand like hundred of them for five cents or something. Two bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So that project is almost I like I thought that was really smart that you uh that you thought of the like I would not have thought of that. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. I don't see any problem with it. And I've yeah. soldered on those before. They do oh, solder. Sure. So. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I'll get the acid out and the solder. And what else have you been working on? Oh, yeah. So let's see here. How long ago was that that you had an incident with the F4? So, gosh, this has been at least two summers ago, I think. So it's been two years. Okay, yeah. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I built you a foam F4 Phantom Two. Uh, many, many, many years ago. And to, like, to not cut you off, but cut you off, um, that one, of all of the the foam Air Force that you built for me, that one flies the best. Yeah, it flies great, except for mine. I built two of them at the same time. I know. And mine was perfect. Yours was perfect, and mine has been gone for many, many years. Yeah. Um, So it was launched uh, incorrectly. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ron's over there. <laughs> mm, yeah. Anyway, the entire nose was missing off of this it. This is why Ron will not hand launch anything of mine anymore. Give the boy credit. It is a difficult to launch airplane. It has nothing on the bottom. Except for, except for the cool handle you built specifically for launching it. Yeah, and I that, made a retractable handle. And that <laughs> stayed in my hand. <laughs> uh, a little so technique anyway. involved and things happen. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a difficult aircraft to launch, though. It is. Flat. It's a, you got a flat bottom. There's really no place to grab it. So I think that's the first time Tommy ever wanted to punch me. Oh, not the first time. No? Uh, that's probably the third or fourth time, I no. would say. Okay. 
Anyway, completely missing from the front of the wing, Ford all busted off. Mm -hmm. To your credit, you got every single piece. I did. And he even tried to make me feel better, saying, this this isn't bad. This will go right back together. Well, within an hour, it was flyable. See? I told you. Yeah, it's not pretty, just, but it's flyable. I just didn't have the, gumption. to use your word, yeah, gumption to, to do it. It just, to be honest, the reason, I think, is because... I was afraid that it wouldn't fly as good as it did. Yeah. And if anybody was going to repair it, it would be the guy that built it yeah. originally. So it's uh, it's all tacked back together. So. It's got the first layer of filler on it, and mm -hmm. it's going to need a fair amount of filler. Yeah. They always do. Yeah. Uh, and it's looking good. It's going to get a yeah. fresh paint job, and oh, yeah? it'll be good to go. You're going to go back with the same same design, or you're going to make it gray? No, I'll go back with the camo again. <laughs> nice. Gray. <laughs> Just, well, he likes gray. I know. Silver. Actually, not, I'm back and forth. It. I thought about doing one of the death row aircraft from Tyndall, which uh, they were the QF4s. Ah. And uh, drones. Drones. Yeah. Target drones. Don't know. Mm -hmm. They take an F4 Phantom, gut it, and uh, put radio control equipment in it. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been at the end of the runway on Tyndall's Air Force Base, at the end of the runway, watching them take off, and there's nobody on board. It's, it's so weird. weird looking. Yeah. They do that with F-16s too. They call them QF-16s, but yeah. Hmm. Are they are they painted like bright? They are actually the, as they came out of the boneyard. Oh, okay. And they, when the last time I was down there and they had QF-4s, they have since ran out of them now. Um, they were, however, they came out of the boneyard and they were either gray or the Southeast Asia camo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the cool. thing what they did with them then... Uh, the, all the death row aircraft, the uh, horizontal stabilizers were all painted day, day glow red. Mm -hmm. So it's high vis. Yep. Cool. Very neat aircraft. Yep. Weird seeing them take off with no pilot. No pilots. Make, <laughs> you know, you look right through the canopy. Yeah. No head. Just weird. They could have at least put a helmet in there. I mean, like, do you really need <laughs> a, a pilot? cut out of yeah. a person. <laughs> so it at least looks right. Uh, I'll make sure to up channel that with my. Would you let him take command? Yep, I'll let yeah. know. Tell us my idea. How about on a broomstick? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all it takes. A little yeah. super glue. Yeah, no, super glue. Yeah. I mean, what could go wrong? So, yeah, they're using the F 16s now because they have ran out of viable F 4 airframes. Mm -hmm. Plenty of F 16s to choose from. A lot of them out there. What else? Anything else you've been working on? Uh, that's all I've been working on. Um, Reggie's plane has been in my workshop for such a long time that it's become a fixture now. And I'm Yeah, it's a table now. I'm rebuilding the F4 on yeah, top I of noticed, Reggie's I noticed you sent me uh, or actually you posted pictures on the on the Discord, I believe it was. Um and yeah, you're using Reggie's airplane as a table now. So there you go. Perfect. At least it has a use. Yeah. True. That's how small my room is. <laughs> Your room is tiny. And and I've often marveled at the amount of work that uh, that you get accomplished in that tiny little space. Nothing falls. It can't fall. <laughs> well, well, and if it does, it doesn't have far to go because there's usually something underneath it to catch it. You know what would really help if I got that aquarium out of there? There's a 75-gallon saltwater yeah. aquarium in there and all the equipment with that. Yeah. yeah. That'd give you a little more room. That'd give you a fair amount, actually. It'd be like an extra closet room. Well, it's tank is four foot long and a foot and a half wide. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is it, two foot tall? Three, two and a half foot tall, something like that. It's on a stand too, so right. Yeah. So yeah, get rid of all that, Dave. It's got the hanging lights, and and yeah. then you can bring in more projects, more airplanes. 
Well, I have not been too busy. Um, I finished up The Beast, which I have yet to name. There are a few names that have uh, sort of risen to the top. Some finalists? Yeah. Um, and uh, I will pick one, I promise, before the next episode. Um, but I just have not, like, just fallen in love with one yet. But of the names that have been submitted, it will be one of our listeners' suggestions. So somebody will be getting a free T-shirt. Um, but I did finish The Beast. It's ready to go. Uh, I got the batteries in yesterday, so uh, I'm just waiting on a good day of weather. Uh, I've ran it. I posted a little quick little run video on Facebook. Um, go check that out if you want to watch it. It runs good. Had to put a carb kit in it. Been sitting yeah. a long time, but so it was leaking. Yeah, the diaphragm was uh, not pliable anymore, but it runs good. <clears throat> I'm excited to fly it. Uh, just needs a name, and I promise by next episode I will have chosen one, and somebody will get a T-shirt. Also worked on another airplane. What? What are you leading into? Well, I thought we were going to segue with that, but well, okay. that's fine. I mean, I didn't know if there was another airplane you were. No, working that's it. On. That's just the Beast, and then this other one. So. <laughs> Now that Tommy is out of airplanes to work on of his own, apparently. Oh, I guess I, I'm sorry. I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry, but I, I guess okay. I did work on another one. I finished the Shrike. Oh, that's right. You sent yeah. me. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that. I rebuilt the. Well, it wasn't a rebuild. I glued the <laughs> vertical back on and did a little bit of recovering and reinstalled all the gear. But I think when you sent me the picture of that and I saw it, I literally cussed and threw my phone down. <laughs> <laughs> And Crystal's like, what? I was like, now he's just showing off. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> yeah. So. it Honestly, it was like two hours worth of work. Yeah. It was really not. Do not you want another one? Another strike? project? No, another strike. No? I'm to the point where I'm never going to do anything with mine. Well, you should sell it. Take it to the take it to Dayton or or Toledo. I guess I could. I clean clean it up one. or whatever. Or I'm not going to clean it up. Well, you'll get more for it, especially if the engine's not stuck. But anyway, yeah, so mm -hmm. I, I got the Shrike, it's ready to fly, and then, and then yeah, you can go ahead. Well, so then you texted me and said, <laughs> hey, do you have any projects because I don't have anything? And pretty much... Yeah, I'm all cut up. I'm bored. That's kind of what I got out of it. Or you felt bad for me and didn't want to actually say you felt bad for me. That So if I'm honest... And I um, don't want you to not be. You You had mentioned, I forget exactly how you worded it, but you were told no airplanes because you have this bathroom remodel project going on and obviously the boss wants you to focus on that. Mm -hmm. So I felt kind of I felt kind of bad that you weren't getting anything done and <laughs> and I know the summer's coming and I know the telemaster I know it scares me. Yeah, and I know the telemaster is is if it's not high on your like priority list it was kind of high on mine because we're going to take it hopefully to the Eli Tow event and do some towing with it. So it needs to get finished and flown. So so ironically, I did feel bad for you, but well, thanks. I mean, pity works, whatever. <laughs> but honestly, it my mind was kind of thinking the same thing before uh, I had actually a day, well, a night, not even a day, but a, a little bit of time to actually get down and work on something. And so that one kind of came to the front of my mind. So I actually had started doing a couple things on it before oh. you took it, like I the the hatch for the uh, the ailerons. For yep. the servo hatch on that. Yep. Made the cutouts for the arms. I, and I probably took more time doing it 
with the laser than I should have. So, but they're nice and clean though. Those cutouts, cutouts nice. take me longer to do than just about anything else. Yeah. Okay, so that's let's. How would you have done that? So this is what I started off. You mean with without just, a laser? Yeah. Like, well, no. Just how would you have done it? Because you wouldn't have asked me to do it on the laser. No, I wouldn't have. So I would, you don't have time. And to, so, I mean, I to do the laying. Oddly enough, if it's something for somebody else, she's fine with that. So, <laughs> hmm. but anyway. Okay. So I just had, let's say it was a four-inch square mm -hmm. that was already covered, that already had a place to sit in the airframe, in the wing. Right. And that was all. It was just a flat piece of, I think, light ply. Mm -hmm. What would you have done to cut? Start with Dave then. Sure. Light ply. Mm -hmm. I uh, mark out the hole that I'm going to cut, and that's based on the servo positioning height. Blah blah blah. There's there's a lot going on there. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then I will take and draw it out, and be in light ply, which I don't normally make those out of light ply. So, but light ply, I would take and just start scoring it with a uh, exacto, slice through it, and then drill out the two ends. So I get a nice round. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't think ends. that. That probably would have been a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Almost yeah. exactly how I would do it, but instead of drilling the ends, I would take my Dremel with a sanding drum and just. Like cut a square oh. and then just That's, have round ends. I, I start with the drill, okay, and I then gotcha. I use the sanding drum to just clean it up, it up so it transitions nice because your lines never line up quite. Right, exactly, yep. So how does that work then with the covering? Like when you sand and do all that, does it tear the covering? There's not a lot does of it... sanding involved. I mean, with a sanding drum, it, it sort of... It melts it in place. Yeah, it sort, of, it? It sort of, yeah, irons because of the heat. And then what the does... Come loose. You just take your crappy soldering iron and yep. okay. seal Flip it down. It over the edge. Yeah. I That's usually exactly will do this do before I cover it, so it's yeah. usually not a problem for me. Yeah, well, I didn't. I mean, that was already covered. Yeah. Yeah, and your choice it, so in this situation, right. you have no choice. It's already covered. Yeah. How would you do the mounts for the servo? I always take and use um, hardwood, depending on the size of the airplane. Mm -hmm. I'd either use a uh, hardwood such as bass or mm -hmm. whatever square, square, Stock. yep, and do an upright. With a triangle stock behind it to reinforce it. Uh, if it's really big or heavy duty, I'll use a plywood um, truss. Gusset. Gusset. Thank mm -hmm. you. Exactly. That's exactly how I do them. Also. Okay. Well, so I probably spent too much time on the computer because, in order to position it correctly. I had to measure and obviously make a square that was the same size so I could position or position it in the, in the laser cutter um, and then made that line not cuttable. So when I put it in there, to position it with our laser cutter, it has the little diode, diode. laser light, whatever, and then you can go to each corner so you know exactly where you mm -hmm. want on it. Yeah. That way you know it's centered. But then I just I designed a very simple three-eighths inch wide by... Two, I mean, I don't remember what it was. Might have been half inch wide by two and a half inches long, mm -hmm. and did the you know the rounded corners and stuff, so it looks decent. Mm -hmm. And then just ran it through the laser cutter with both of those. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it probably took me of actually sitting down, measuring, designing it, maybe ten minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Of, I mean, of actual work, like. Yeah, I get distracted, so it's <laughs> no. It took a little bit longer than that. Um, well, when you have a kid, and every ten minutes, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That yeah. you know that anyway. I know. Um, and so then cutting it, I mean, thirty seconds each one, yeah. maybe something like that. So it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. I did learn a lesson, by the way. I forgot about this. So I tried to be lazy 
and not vent it outside because mm. I figured it's not a lot of cuts. Mm-hmm. I should be okay. Um, that is not true. And lasers need to always be vented outside. Mm-hmm. And then you also laser cut servo mounts, which do you want to talk about that? Um, so I servo cut laser mounts. You I mean, laser, I don't know what else. You I, laser cut servo mounts. laser cut servo mounts. Um, Did, you can, if you want. That's, no, they, they worked perfect. Um, dang, I, that was loud. You got excited. Did I? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, they worked perfectly. Uh, I think you should make a bunch of those just so we have them laying around. They they work that well. Um, did you make those out of Falcata? No, that was light play. Really? Oh, okay, because they smoked like a son of a gun. I, like, so I, I took my Dremel tool to to notch a little piece for the servo wire, you know, so it's Yeah, not I bent. knew as soon, after I made it, I knew that one side was going to have to yeah. have a notch cut out of it. Not a big deal. Yeah. Boy, did that, like, as soon as I hit it with the sanding drum with the Dremel, man, it was like smoke, like, really? Yeah, it was crazy. So I thought, well, this might be Falcata. But no, it was light ply. Huh. Either way, Eighth worked inch, out perfect. Yep. So I, and I don't even know how to describe them. I mean, this is the kind that mounts your servo horizontally. Yeah. No, horizontally? Yeah, yeah it's horizontal. To the flat to the surface, to the plate. Yeah. right? Um, and there's just a bottom plate with uprights, and then the gussets that go on the back. I had two uprights in the front because I wanted more area to actually screw yep. into. And I tried to, yeah, the the servo screws. I tried to center them between those two, right in that glue joint. And they are super, super strong. Good. So, and then yeah, they just epoxied them in. Yep. Just uh, I scuffed up the the hatch plate, plate whatever, yeah. and then uh, yeah, scuffed up the the surface of the mount and just stuck them right in there with some 30 minute. Oh, there, okay. That's what I was going to ask too. So when I, the way I did it is the front, like I said, was doubled up. Mm-hmm. So where you actually screwed the servos into it was doubled up. Mm-hmm. I figured that didn't need to be a strong joint because it's going to have screws through it. Yeah. And all that's doing is just holding that pressure. Right. So I ended up using CA glue around the corners on that one yeah. just to hold it, not on the bottom, but just around right. the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, it held them together. Yeah. You have a kerf, unfortunately, when you use a laser cutter. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfectly straight cut. Yeah. So because of that, I had to put those back to back. Does that make sense? So that the kerf was farther in yeah, yeah. on the inside. Yeah, so the gap was in the middle, not on right. the Right. I figured that way there was a little bit more room. Well, first off, I wasn't trying to balance on a point. I would have done it the other way. Exactly. And it was still, even after I got the epoxy and stuff on, it was still kind of a pain to keep it nice and level. Mm-hmm. Like, I know those are not 90 degrees if you look at them. They're plenty strong. Are they, like, level enough, though, it looked oh, like? Oh, yeah. Apparently you didn't have any problems. Nope. No problems at all. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That was what I was kind of afraid of. Mm-mm. I mean, one of the servos may not be exactly parallel to the hatch. It may be canted just ever so slightly. But if you look at the arms coming out of the hatch, you can't tell. It's good enough, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I would say it's better than good enough. Like, you can't tell that it's at any kind of an And the servo is mounted nice and flat against those beams or whatever you want, it's the surfaces of the of the mount. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, all four screws are, you know, evenly whole clamping the servo. Like, no, they're perfect. Like, I, I think you should make a bunch of those just for us. Yeah, um, and I, it's we, an and, easy cut. And we just keep them around because that's how handy they were. It sure beats me taking a piece of three eighths inch basswood in my miter saw with the. I don't know if you've ever well, tried to cut that stuff straight. It's not yeah, easy. I uh, never. I even get more nuts and use plywood from time to time. So 
Mm. Yeah, fun, fun cutting that. Yeah. 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 So well in that case, yes, I can cut several out of a sheet. Yeah. And you can glue them together and use them. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do it right now, but I oh, think yeah. it would be a good idea, like especially if we're gonna be doing, you know, projects. Yes. Not a bad idea to keep those things around. I that don't, and, I that don't know what you meant by when you raise your eyebrows with projects. Well, I mean, eventually, you know, we'll have projects, I hope. Oh, the trimotor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, we need to, but, yes. but anyway, yeah. So I took your big 12 foot telemaster home, uh, and pretty much finished it. There's just a few small things left to do. There's 20 minutes worth of work yeah, at maybe. most. And, uh, you said you would be able to do that. So I will find time to do that. Yeah. And but, I love the bozo nose. Yeah. So, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> makes me giggle. I love it. It's cute. Uh, yeah. I'll take a picture of it tonight and I'll put it on, uh, I'll put it on Facebook or something, or maybe I'll put it on Discord or both. Um, but yeah, so I got, oh, this came from Steve actually. This spinner was in the box of. I'm talking to. I talked about Steve earlier. Um, sent me a box of just stuff and you know of interest for a couple of engines that I was interested in. Anyway, this spinner was in that box of stuff that Steve sent us. So okay, I mean, we've got it's. So I'm going to be honest. When you sent me the picture of it, I thought you were joking <laughs> because it looks so silly. So I said, well, we can just call it Rudolph. And it will, it will work until I get a new spinner. Well, then you told me it was new and had never been cut before, so you had to cut it and make it yeah. fit. So then I started to feel even worse. As you should. And then... <laughs> Cat's wow. back. And then I saw the price tag that was on it. <laughs> 50 cents. So I felt a little bit less bad. But now that I find out that it came from Steve. Yeah, it was in the box of stuff that Steve sent me. Perhaps it shall live on. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it looks great on there. It, it As Dave, like I couldn't figure out what this spinner was, was for. Like mm -hmm. what airplane. And then Dave mentioned it earlier when he saw it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a Texan spinner. A T6 Texan. Um, and that's exactly what it looks like. The spinner, I mean. Um, and it looks perfect. Like it's bright it's a red, bulbous nose. Yeah, that it should go honka honka when you grab it. <laughs> yeah, it looks fantastic. So honestly, like I've never taken this plane seriously. Like I don't know how to describe it other than it's not like it's not a plane that you're going to take somewhere and be like, hey, look at the look how nice this is constructed. Look how look how awesome this is. It's always been kind of just like a toy plane to me, even though it's big. Like mm -hmm. does that? Just a big goofy plane. You kind plane. of understand yes, where I'm no, going I, with I on that. Saying. It's not scale. It's not anything like that. It's not anything that. Mm -hmm. um, it's a tool. Like this. Well, airplane. it wasn't when I first got it. Oh, okay. Like I had no clue I was going to get a big glider that I wanted to use it for a glider tow. But mm -hmm. yes, now it has become a tool, hopefully, for towing that. But after seeing that bulbous nose, <laughs> somehow we got talking about maybe putting googly eyes on it, mm -hmm. on like where the the canopy would go. Mm -hmm. And then somebody said something about like a smile on the side. I I I might. I mean like I'm kind of leaning towards that yeah. not being a stupid idea I anymore. think I think you should go for it. Like I think that'll be I think that'd be awesome. I think it would fit especially now with that spinner on it. And that's the only thing. Yes. Like the spinner is what does. As soon as you take that spinner off and put a serious I'm um, air quotes. The serious spinner on it, then all the other stuff you put on it will look dumb. Yes. 
right now with these giant tires, it's really starting to get the a Disney vibe. Yeah, yeah, like a so very like the cars car- eyes or the airplanes or what was the planes planes yeah. yeah. I knew airplanes. Yeah, sound right, it yeah. definitely does have a planes. It, even the even the the design of the of the trim is very animated. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So no, I think it's, it's not a serious looking plane. Right. And <laughs> we talked about it a little bit earlier uh, before we before we sat down to to record, uh, and you said something to the effect of, "Yeah, I don't want to," because you were talking about the electric start, putting electric start on it to help us balance it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend the money on it if if I don't like the way it flies, and I can pretty much guarantee you that you're not going to like the way it flies. It's okay. not going to fly like anything else you have. It's just a big, boring, dumb airplane. But it's going to be a tool to haul other airplanes into the air with. So, mm-hmm. Telemaster, big tell. Hey, speaking of Telemasters, what? Go okay. Ahead. Well, I, the way you started to say that before, <clears throat> it sounded like you were trying to say something and i i don't know well you you, okay i i tend to lose track of thought in mid-sentence so that could be true (laughs) (laughs) um but before we get off the telemaster subject someone else is building and tell or working on a telemaster one of our listeners um jose carlos if you're listening hello and your dad you guys are working on a telemaster also he tells us I just wanted to say hi and thanks for listening. Um, they hit me up on Facebook and said that they've listened to every episode. That's a lot. And Which is be more a, than I've done. That'll <laughs> More than I've done. <laughs> if, if I'm honest, I have not listened to all of them. Well, we live it. We don't have well, to. Well, that's true. But uh, and anyway, I don't, I Jose Carlos, hope you're still listening, buddy. <laughs> and stick with the Telemaster. It's a good flying airplane, even though Ron hates them. I do not hate <laughs> them. Where, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> well, you don't particularly... well. To be fair, to, to be, be fair, fair. Um, when you flew the trash can telemaster, you were not a fan. But that was right when it was underpowered with the the old nitro motor. I think you would like maybe like it now. Yeah. Well, it's almost been a year since it got doinked into the ground at Joan Alls, so maybe it's time to. Uh, Are we going to take that back with us? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what to take with us. And look, we're back on Joan Alls. <laughs> well, we talked. About- I mean, I, it was full circle. Yeah. We talked about Telemaster, trash can Telemaster. We flew it at Joe Nall, and yes, I broke the prop. I thought about taking the jet. We'll see. I mean, you should probably fly it first before you take it there. But I should. I better have it flown by then. Because you need your license. And yes, all I that. know. I need mine as well. Well, I guess we will have to do that. So anyway, that's what we've been working on. Uh, the, so it's ready to go. The big the big 12-foot Telemaster is pretty much ready to go. It's ready for engine runs for sure. Now I know where I think I thought you were going with that before. Okay, but do tell. <laughs> Receiver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were going to talk about big plane setups, weren't we? We can oh, do that oh, oh, a oh, little oh. bit. 15,000 milliamp of battery. Yeah. Well, the battery's not what I'm worried about, but that'll... Well, yeah. no, there's no need to worry about it. You've got enough battery in there for four airplanes, but I digress. And a power-safe receiver in, a ser- in an airplane that has six servos. <laughs> that are barely... a. <laughs> Bigger than standard size servos. <laughs> so where is the line? Like, like honestly, we have different <laughs> opinions. We do. We for on sure do. Big plane setups. We do. And yeah, I tend to err on the side of caution. And I've said that before. I've gone down the road that you're doing with a beast, with the yak, and I was not comfortable with the outcome. So. 
you guys give me a lot of heck for. And I'm going to be honest, it's not even the Telemaster. That's not the only one that's getting a power safe receiver. The glider also is for sure getting a power safe receiver. Um, I would put one of my six channel park flyer ones in it and be comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't for sure because that's going to be flown away or a lot farther away than park flyer. So anyway, go ahead. Well, and so the whole reason that's getting a power safe is, well, shoot, I don't, I just remembered. I have another plane that I could put that in that other yak, the 50 CC Cardin yak. I probably flew that fine with an AR 8,000. Yeah, I know you did. Should, be, should but, be fine. Yeah. So okay, I probably won't put it in that one. Although I just remember that I might, I might end up doing one in there. But anyway, so where do you draw the line, and why am I putting one in that one? Is because I will have an extra one because I ordered, like the power safe I have now, the AR two zero four hundred T, that's in the jet, will be extra because of the new Synapse that's coming. That's hopefully shipping soon. Once that comes out of the jet, like I said, it's going into the glider. And or, for or me, the yak. I'll probably buy a new one for the yak. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, I feel better. Okay. Having. If it makes you comfortable. And that's really, I mean, we can give you all the, all the headache and all the crap about it, you know, that we want to, but in the end, it's, it's whatever makes you feel comfortable. And if it makes you want to fly it more then I'm all for it. Yeah. Putting whatever you want in it, honestly. Like, the other thing, not necessarily power safe, that I am drawn to them with. I mean, I'm still going to make fun of you. But. I, I fully accept that, <laughs> as as you should, because I probably deserve you it for something. Um, what I like about them, though, is that the battery's plugged right into them. Yeah, that's pretty handy. Soft switch, so I'm not worried about having a switch for... Go on. Soft switch. Uh, Spectrum makes those for just regular old radios now, too. I don't know if you know that or not. For like your old one? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. How does that it, work? I don't know. It plugs in like a regular switch, I guess, into the battery port. Like, let's say you have an AR8000 and, you know, it's got the battery port where you would plug your switch lead into. This switch plugs into that lead and it's one of those push button switches just like on these. It's out there. I don't. I'd have to look that up because I don't know how that would work. That doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean? It's so where are you plugging the battery into? Into the other side of the switch. It's a, it's a, the switch has two leads. Okay. One to go to your receiver and one for your battery. Well, but it is a it is a fail on switch. Okay. Well, that's not how these are. No, I know that. Okay. But it's that very switch just designed to work with older style non-power safe receivers. But still, if you're running two batteries, you would need two switches. Yes. So that's what I like about the single switch setup. I gotcha. The soft switch setup that fails on. Mhm about the power safe receivers. That's just nice to me. That and it's nice big leads going into the receiver mm -hmm. and it's designed to handle not only higher amperage, but also it's designed to take more uh, satellite receivers, which does, I know you don't like it as much, but it makes me feel better. That's, and that's, like I said, that's what's important. Bottom line, you're happy, we're happy. Yep. And if, yeah, and if it makes you want to fly that particular airplane more, then I'm all about it. Because I want to fly more, not less. Yeah. So, cool. <laughs> Three. So these I, I just got to say it. So, this 12-foot Telemaster has a DLE 55RA on it. 
uh, with an opto kill and would you say mid-grade spectrum servos standard size spectrum servos but they're like the middle of the road yeah you know, they're not they're like, high voltage but they're, they're not, not like the super high torque but they're not standard torque either they're kind of middle of the road as far as their high voltage offerings go six of them actually no no five i was them. gonna say they're that's they're probably more on the lower end okay because so they're only they were 30 bucks a piece okay which i think is great yeah. for a so there's five of those in this airplane, mm-hmm. plus a, another, I didn't catch what the choke switch was. It should be the same. It's not. It's different. There's. there's oh, there's, no, it's there's, a, I'm sorry, it's a high-tech, high voltage. I was going to say, there's a one oddball in there. Yep. But anyway. Because it was only 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> six servos in this airplane. So you got six servos drawing some current and the ignition, right? Um, three. 7.4 volt, 5,000 milliamp battery. Like, why? He wants to turn it on on Monday and still be able to fly on Sunday. Well, he'll be able to. So he's got plenty of capacity. So the answer to your why question is, A, I own the batteries. Okay. I like to have multiple batteries work for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it'll handle the weight, so why not? Okay. Talk me out of it. I'm not going to try to, because like I said, if See? that makes you want to fly it, then... It's just the ease of not having to keep different batteries for multiple airplanes. Yeah. Like, that's the same, believe it or not, that's the same size batteries that I have made for the 50cc Yak. And to be honest, like, weight really isn't a, a concern with this huge, huge airplane with all this wing area. No. So, I guess. And it's light anyway. Yeah, it's I really... mean, like. Yeah, when we were trying to balance it earlier, it's really not as heavy as I was expecting it to feel. Yeah, I don't remember what the actual weights are, but looking between like this one on the plans, because this is an actual kit-built airplane, mm-hmm. looking between this one and the ARF, I want to say the ARF was at least like eight pounds heavier. Really? It was a big difference. No kidding. Huh. Yeah. I wonder why. I, I don't know. <laughs> Use two by fours. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe. Maybe. They could have. So I take a different approach um, to setting up large airplanes. For example, uh, let's take the Beast. Uh, I'm, my plan is I'm going to control it with a AR and older, AR-90-90300, I think it is. I, I get their, I'd like I don't get their, it's yeah, a nine-channel, you know, spectrum receiver um, with nine servos, um, all of them, digital high voltage, and I'm going to run them all off of one 2,500 milliamp lithium-ion battery and then one lithium-ion battery, same size for the ignition. That's what I'm going to fly this airplane with. Because... That scares me Well, here's why. So much. <clears throat> so uh, I, I'm a firm believe, believer of the KISS principle, you know, keep it simple, silly, uh, but I don't say silly. Stupid. Um, you can say stupid. So the the fewer things that are in my airplane to fail means to me um, I have more chance for success, right? So uh, I am going to put switches in this plane even though I don't want to because the canopy, you have to unbolt it to take it off. Um, in my double vision, it's an easy off canopy and I'm not, there's no switches. Like you, I plug the batteries directly into the leads that go to the receiver and there's no switch. Um, I did put an opto kill on it. I didn't want to, but I think I think that is a, ne- a necessity at some places you fly at. I think they require. Those. I think so too. 
because uh, you have to have some way to operate your ignition from the transmitter, which a properly set up carburetor is. They want to be able to kill spark, and I get it. So anyway, that's in there. Um, but yeah, the the batteries I ordered um, from Pro Modeler. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm a Pro Modeler fanboy. I guess you could like you're a Horizon fanboy. I'm a Pro Modeler fanboy. And what he does, what he, what John does, says, it makes a lot of sense to me. Like all of his batteries, he doesn't build them, right? He specs them, and then they're built China, probably wherever. But he specs them with well, there's four leads on every battery. Go ahead. Okay, I was just making sure we're talking about batteries. Yeah, yeah. So like the receiver battery uh, and ignition, he he build he specs them out, and he has them built with four leads. There's two, I call them JST leads. I think he, I think they're called something else in the in his business, but. Basically, the this the servo end right mm-hmm. has two of those. It has an XT. I want to say thirty on it, the smaller XT mm-hmm. to to charge it, and then one extra lead uh, with no plug on it. I take that back. One balance lead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so four that leads. Makes more sense. So I'm going to preface what I'm getting ready to say with this. I have never seen a battery fail just by itself in an airplane. I've never seen an airplane go down because of the batteries stopped producing or providing power. A fully charged battery. Okay. I've seen people yeah. take off with less than fully charged batteries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not counting that, I've never seen a battery fail. Like I've seen switches fail. I've experienced switches failing. Yeah. I've seen uh, servo connections come apart. I've seen, like, I've seen lots of different ways for radios to fail and airplanes to crash because of. I've never seen it because of a battery failure, right? Mm-hmm. So one battery, two leads plugged directly into the receiver, well, switches for each lead and then into the receiver, right? So at least if one switch fails, the odds of the other switch failing are astronomically low because I have to put switches in it because of the canopy, right? Right. One battery with two leads directly into the receiver keeps it simple. I don't have any other gizmos to worry about. I don't have a power distribution system that I have to worry about. And I have been assured by three people, John from ProModeler, one guy that I talked to that may or may not be an expert. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he sent me a lot, a long list of reasons why he does what he does. And then some other random guy on Facebook, they all concur. And I did some searching on RC groups and things like that too, reading through the horizon, or I'm sorry, the spectrum forum. There's a spectrum only thread and mm-hmm. read a lot of that. You can plug a, like if your receiver is high voltage capable, right? And this AR9300 is, you can plug a high voltage, high torque, high speed, brushless, whatever servo into every single port in that receiver. And the receiver will no matter what you're doing with battery, as long as your battery can push enough voltage to run those servos, the receiver will not brown out. Now, I don't know what happened with your yak. I wasn't there. Like, and I, we've talked about it before, and and I, I still don't know. Yeah. But based on everything I've read and and the what people have told me, I I am not going to have or I shouldn't have any issues, as long as the battery is solid. I should have no issues running all nine of those servos with that AR90. I think it's a 90300T servo, I think, or receiver. Excuse me. I've never even heard of that one, but okay. It's an older one. Yeah, I mean, they. it's obviously discontinued. It's been discontinued for a few years, but 
This is one I got used, so another thing <laughs> you fi- love. Go figure. No, see, I... <laughs> used servos, used receiver, new batteries, so I should be good. New switches, I'll put new switches in it, new opto kill. It makes me so uncomfortable. I mean, so I've ran it that way on the ground. Like when I did the little run for that video, um, I ran it for about, conservatively, I'll say five minutes. Um, and then... I did a lot of setup and moving servos around and just getting everything set up and, you know, making sure the ailerons are even. And, like, I had it on for a long time, plus the engine run. Um, when I finally went to recharge the the crappy batteries that I had in there just for setup, because I just got the new batteries, mm-hmm. um, I put, on the radio battery, I put 200 milliamps back in it. And that, and conservatively, that's ten minutes worth of. Now, granted, there's no aerodynamic load on the surfaces or anything right. like that when I'm doing it on the ground. I yeah. get that. Okay. But, and you know, scrolling through the because tele- it's a telemetry receiver, scrolling through the telemetry, no holds, no frame losses, no. Now, granted, well, I wasn't that, far away either. But I was gonna say it has nothing um, to do with battery. But, but no fades or any of that. Nothing that has to nothing do with, to do with power. Battery. Nothing to do with any of that. So that all has to do with signal. And I'm not worried about signal because this thing has two satellites. Okay. So I've got the receiver with the two antennas on the receiver. Plus, there's two satellites. I'm maybe you know maybe something will happen. I hope it doesn't. But I'm I'm fairly confident that this will set this setup because I I mean. I'm very confident because I flew a very similar setup in the Yak that's in your garage with no problems. So. Minus a couple of servos. Because well, your beast yeah. has yeah, true. servos on yeah, each yeah, yeah. True. on each aileron. Yeah, two and more servos. Four. But we'll see. I mean yep. yeah. And that's exactly how I built now the double vision is a smaller airplane, fifty cc size, but that's exactly how I set that one up too, minus the switches. And that one hasn't been made yet, but it's a. It's not well, the. Well, it's I mean, an eighty, an AR eight zero, whatever. It's an eight channel, but yeah, we'll see. Okay, so devil's advocate. Let's say you mm-hmm. get your Bronco. Yeah, see something that I spend that much money on. I'll probably put a power safe in it. <laughs> see, that's <laughs> there we go. That is my point. But I mean, like that is a much different beast, and not to use not to. To generalize the term beast, that's a right, different right. animal. But that is a different animal. Like that, that is something that I will buy brand new, mm-hmm. that I will spend, you know, whatever. And I'm probably going to go electric. So there's, that's a, that's the whole other thing, you know, with the electronics and BEC and stuff that I'm like not well versed in. So I'll probably p- play it on the safe side. And maybe I'll use the power safe that's uh, in that S box. Okay, hang I on to that. And don't think you'll use BECs on that. You'll have it all separate, but that's okay. I don't like when it comes to electrics. You're going to have to educate me. So. I think you'll have seven batteries in that one. Because okay. <laughs> you're going to have. Well, there'll be four for sure. propulsion. Yeah, there's going to be two for each motor. Yes. Um, so there's four. There's going to be two for your receiver. And most likely, if that's set up the same way as the jet, there's going to be one, one for, for the, the retracts. Yeah. So yeah. one, two, three, four. Yep, seven batteries. That's seven batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be worth it though. Yeah, that Spectrum charger is starting to look pretty good. They are. <laughs> so anyway, I like them very much. Two very different schools of thought on big airplane setup. Um, and like I said, we'll see how it pans out. But I mean, like I get <clears throat> wanting to be budget friendly and stuff. This really isn't about 
for, for me, it's really not about the budget. It's about keeping things simple. Um, the the power safe receivers are super easy to use. I'm not saying they're not right, yeah. but they're also two hundred and. The cheap one is two hundred and twenty. You just said it's not right? about saving money. Well, okay, so and it's then, a little so bit about saving first, money. Okay, but I, if I already have a receiver capable of flying the plane, I'm going to use that every time, unless I need, you know, like the Bronco. So what I probably would have done, not that you asked, I probably <laughs> would have taken the power safe out of your S box and put it in the Beast. Yeah, I could. It'd be easy enough to do. But I'm just for peace of mind, only because so the whole Beast deal. It's kind of one of those once-in-a-lifetime plane things. You're probably not going to be finding many of them for sale. Yeah, there's a few out there still. There's a few out there, yes. But you're not going to want to spend money on them. No. So that's why if this one goes away, you're probably not going to have another one. And maybe you fly it and decide you don't want another one, and that's fine. Hmm. But I just would not like to see. I mean, same with the big glider for me. The way this all worked out, that's how I got it. Would I go out and buy one finished and all that? At this point, no. Maybe in five, ten years, I don't know. But I just, I mean, I don't know. So it's worth the investment for you. To protect it. To protect it. I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. And that's kind of how I go I into the thought I mean, of it. I've, I feel like I have all the bases covered. I okay. really do. Remind me, though, I do want to give you the servo, or not servo, the amp meter. To oh, take yeah. before you go, yeah. See, because I would be very pull. curious to hook that up just at the battery mm-hmm. before it goes into the receiver and see what you're pulling. Move everything. Put some sort of. Well, I'll need some help. You know, have somebody put a yeah. little resistance on the on the surfaces just to see. Yep. Yeah. I'd be curious. But to see how that it's, works. it's funny, like the amount of like searching I've done with Google and like it's nearly impossible. Well, it's impossible. I can't find it anywhere. Like, what is the rated capacity of an AR eight thousand receiver? It's not out there. Like, yeah. I, like, I can't find that data anywhere. So, like, what the bus is actually capable yeah, of handling before exactly. it melts? Like, 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 how much current can I run through this receiver before it stops working? I can't find that. It, they're they're very uh, transparent about how much voltage it takes to run it. Like yeah. if it falls below this voltage, three point seven, I think it is, or three something. It's a little lower. Now, I, I think, think. each three, one two, maybe. there's a little difference in some of them, but they're they're very transparent about telling you that, but they're not transparent about telling you how much current can I run through this receiver. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I I get it. You can so each one of those um, JST connectors is you know limited, about two and a half amps is about all you're going to get through those before they start causing problems. Um, Thus, the two leads on one battery. You, even if I'm pulling, you know, five amps, well, I'm I'm yeah. good because I'm having it at, at each connector. Um, but yeah, as far as the receiver goes, Spectrum won't tell you. Well, and <clears throat> or I haven't been able to find it. Going back to like the airplane setup and stuff with the big yak. Now, when you're talking about keeping it simple, to me, the power safe is keeping it simple because the way that one was ran, two batteries. Batteries plugged into voltage regulators. Voltage regulators could have had something to do with it. Like, I fully admit that Mm -hmm. there was something wrong with the setup to make that happen. But voltage regulators then went into the receiver that took all the power and gave it to the servos that controlled it that way. Understood. I'm sorry, no, there was a switch, two switches on there too. Mm -hmm. So it was switches before... 
the regulator. So, yeah, it was battery, switch, regulator, receiver mm -hmm. on both sides. And then there was also matchboxes in there, mm. which, I mean, yeah, could have drawn a little bit extra power through it, too. But anyway, so there's a lot of failure points in there by going to me now with the PowerSafe receiver yeah. where you can separate every channel out. You don't have to worry about matchboxes. You don't have to worry about Y cables, Y harnesses, anything like that. You are getting clean signal, clean power to one receiver via two batteries. Mm -hmm. And it's a much simpler setup it is to simple. deal with. Yeah, it's it's and as far as wiring goes, it's it's a yeah, it's pretty simple. Well, and that's like so I replaced in the big yak, I was flying that afterwards with the uh smart fly, I think it's smart fly, right? EQ six. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about that is that was, once again, one board, everything built onto it to where the regulator was built in. I was stable, or still able to use my, oddly enough at that time, I think it was 5,000 milliamp hour, uh, two-cell lipos. Weird. Uh, things don't change. Um, and so, I mean, just the simplicity of that, even though the, the receiver was separate, Hmm. All the power was ran outside of the receiver, and then it just became or became a receiver. Yeah, it was just not a power signals, distribution, not power. Yeah, signal and power. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's I don't know. To each their I own. Know. I yep. just hope everything works okay for you. I do too. I would be. I mean, I'm gonna. Upset. You know, I'm. I'm. You know, obviously, I'll range check it and all that before I before I fly it. But. And I, I think that's the thing too. Like, not to jump over you, but mine worked fine. Until it didn't. Mm. And that was when, I mean, like I said, it wasn't my first flight on it. It had flown several times. Yeah. So that, I think, is what made me more cautious in the beginning. Yeah. Well, what we have now is we have telemetry that we didn't have then, right? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to see something on the ground, like during my run-up, if I'm monitoring everything. Hopefully I'll be able to see something before it happens. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I fully intend to fly it at least once, uh, this way. <laughs> okay. Don't do any wild acrobatics. Well, I'm afraid to anyway, because this is a rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. You don't. Dave well, is already afraid the wings are going to come off. Just snap roll it on takeoff and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a camera on that so yeah. we can see the whole thing falling I might, down. I might it. wait till the third or fourth, if it lives that long, uh, flight before I really try to test the airframe. See, I think it's going to be just fine. I hope so. Like, my biggest concern is the gear, but we'll Soft see. Soft landings only. You can do it. No bounces. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <sighs> big plane setups, two different schools of thought. Um, do your research. Maybe one day we'll get into it in more depth. Yeah. I would like, to, like, I'll be honest, I'm not an expert. Me neither. Uh, and I would like to know more. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll, I'll get there because, because yeah. I'll have to learn, uh, when. If I'm going to say when. Nice. When I eventually get uh, a Bronco, uh, I'll have to learn that stuff because that's something I'll definitely want to protect. Yeah. Um, not that I don't want to protect the beast, but I'm 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 willing to take the risk to keep gotcha. it simple and cheap. What cheap is it? <laughs> that see, that's it. Like I'm I'm the opposite on that because the beast is more irreplaceable than a Bronco. If something happened it to though? it, yeah, like you can order a new. The Broncos one right now. are always on back order. They're in stock now, according to the website. Yeah, so. all, like they got three of them or whatever it is. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, there's a surprising number of beasts that I've seen lately for sale. So they're out there. Maybe I don't see for sale stuff very often, but anyway, 
It's yeah. probably a good thing. I was going to say that's probably a good thing. <laughs> probably a good thing. Like right now, there's a there's a Great Plains Pitts M12 for sale on Facebook. Yeah. And man, I love nothing. that airplane. It's not. a DA60 and big mm-hmm. biplane. Yeah, I know it's a biplane. Um, that means nothing to me. I just, I don't, I don't know. There's something about the pits with the round cows. I really like them. If it's red and black, I do too. Well, the beast is red and black. I know. It <laughs> might have been one of the ones that solidified my like of that color. That combination. So. I can see why it's an attractive uh, color scheme, which is why I opted to keep it. I'm glad you did. Otherwise, it would have been dead to me, and I wouldn't have cared what you put in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm done rambling. I'm done too, Dave. Dave, I You've think Dave's quiet. asleep. Is it time to wake up? Yeah, I've put wow. Dave to sleep. Your sultry voice. I just uh, don't follow with the big airplanes because everything I do is very low performance, and basically I treat it like a sixty size airplane. So. I just don't have the experience that you guys have with that. We'll get you there no, one of these days. No, no, you've got big airplanes. You're getting big airplanes, but they're low performance. World War One and L4. Yeah, but they're they're worthy of protecting because right. of the amount of work and stuff. It's not so much about the the performance. I think is it? I think he. I understand where he's getting the, the higher performance servos, all that stuff. Oh, is gonna oh, drop oh, more oh, power. oh, so much electronic. Yeah. I got you. I, I got you. Okay. My L4 yep, yep. flies with standard servos. Yeah, and there's no and there's special sort of, there's no of extra them. one. Yeah, so I understand yeah. that completely. So okay. yeah, it's basically a sixty size airplane just in a okay. giant package. Yeah, I so gotcha. I mean that if I had that would probably be like a ten channel power save <laughs> receiver or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and only, only two 10. five thousand milliamps. <laughs> no, I say only ten thousand. Ah, <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, I fly that with a that's on a four point eight volt instead of six because I don't know I just don't use six volt. Yeah, uh, it's on four point eight two thousand milliamp. NICAD pack. It's interesting. NICAD? NICAD. 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 No, I, I mean, throw them away every year and put a new one in it. Why not NIMH? Because 12 bucks. Why not NIMH? I don't know. Wow. I didn't even know you could buy NICADs anymore. They're, defi- no, they're definitely on their way out. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you should buy like 10 now so you have it for the next <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> but I throw uh, them away every year. I know. Then you have a new one next year. Here, here's something interesting. I was just, making a joke, just by the to way, not they like go bad, prolong anyway. the conversation. But like, so you you talked about low performance, and you were talking about the electronics, like you know standard servos, things like that. So servos back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean like let's say S one forty eights, Futaba S one forty eights. They drew, let's say they drew at max um, at stall. Uh, let's say they drew. 800 milliamps, you know, 0.8 amps. Today's servos, depending on the servo, right? But they don't, they draw more, right? They, 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 they do draw, but not as much as, as people like think. It's not like five amps or two amps. It's like maybe it's 1.2 amps at stall. I mean, it, we're, we're only talking maybe a 25 to 30% increase in amp draw. So really, other than more servos, because, you know, on the bigger airplanes, guys are ganging up, you know, two and three servos per panel or whatever. Um, the performance the performance is not the same, but the requirements to feed them is only a small percentage more. more than what we required back then. Yes, we're doing it with a higher voltage now because we can, and mm-hmm. that does improve the performance of the servo. But as far as, like, the draw... It's it's well higher voltage means less amperage. Okay, so 
that even goes farther to to sort of drive home what I'm getting at is you could you I, I, I could potentially max out my receiver by using old servos as opposed to new servos. Because they're way less efficient. Because they're way less efficient and they draw almost as much power at a lower voltage, right? So if I if you took yesterday's yesteryear's servos updated them to today's specs, they would be like today's specs, right? You could still run them off the power systems that we were using back then, if that makes sense. Like you could build a 7.4, 7.2 volt NICAD pack, and if your servos could handle it back then, you could power them with that low performance NICAD pack is what I'm getting at. Like just because the servos are new and modern and produce more power doesn't necessarily mean that they draw more amperage. And what I'm saying is current through the receiver. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Understood, I think. Yeah, today's servos are much more efficient than yesterday's servos, which required more power. Today's servos are more efficient. They're using the not the same, but marginally more power. What are you using in the Beast? What do you mean? What servos? Yeah. Well, it's a mix of servos. But they're all digital, high voltage. Are you using the ones for me or not? Mm -hmm. I'm running them with lithium ions. I'm sorry, at 6.6 volts. Oh, okay. No, I'm not doing 7.4 because I, I don't That's what think... confused me. So you yeah, have the 8711s, the yes. JR 8711s. I have, yeah, I put four 8711s in the wings, one in each wing. Um, and then I have those, whatever, those Bluebird, I don't... You're, you're running those? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bluebirds scare me. Really? Oh, I've had so oh. many failures with bluebirds that are, oh. I've dealt with. I can I can easily swap them out, and I probably will now that I've heard that because I know nothing about bluebird servos. Um, so I'll swap them out for eighty seven elevens. So it'll be all with the exception of the. No, I'll put it on the throttle too. What the heck? Well, you've got plenty of them, I think. Eight. Thank you. Eight. Mm -hmm. You gave me eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's four in the airplane and there's four sitting on my on my workbench. So I think that'll be enough, right? Is that four, does that include five, the one six, I just gave seven. you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I had seven, and the I thought that was a ten servo airplane. It didn't. I have eight anyways. servos. Okay. Yeah. So well, if I find two more eighty-seven elevens, <laughs> I'll give them to you because I have no um, use for them. But no, I'm going to run them at six point six volts. Okay. And they should be able to handle that. I think so. Yeah. So, so we'll just see what the amperage draw is. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'll. I'll grab that meter and we'll uh, test it. Okay. So is this horse dead? I think so. Quit beating it. Let us know your thoughts, guys. If you guys are running big airplanes and you have a certain setup you like, um, contact us. You know, Hit us up on the contact us uh, link on our webpage or leave a voicemail if you want to on our phone number. I don't have it in front of me. I had it in front of me the other last episode or episode before that and it was cool. I could rattle it off. But if you go to rcplanelight.com, yeah, uh, there are multiple ways to contact us. So if you have a preferred method for your big setup, let us know what it is and why. Also, by the way, what else is on the website now you finished? Oh, yeah. I finished the Beast uh, Repair Rebuild log. It's done. So if you want to see all the stuff I did to that, and uh, I tried to pare it down some. It's a lot of don't just look at the pictures. You'll you'll get it. You don't have, <laughs> you don't have to read all the stuff I typed out. Okay. And that's pared down. So like it was really long before. So sorry. It's okay. But it's done. It's done. Almost. And there will still be when it's finished a video of it flying. Yes. Or crashing. 
Well, hopefully, hopefully it'll just fly, fly before it crashes. Oh, that's true. It will at least get off the ground. We hope. <laughs> as long as the gear doesn't fold first. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, if the gear... F- yeah, I guess technically, yeah. Anyway. Okay. I'm finished. You finished? I'm finished. I Dave. am not finished. I want to thank Ron. Oh. I feel so official now. I have a business card. He does. <laughs> yes. With your name With on it, even. name on it. So awesome. if anybody wants a Dave business card, uh, just let us know, and I'll yeah. see, I'll get one out to we'll you. Get one out to well, you. I figured since we're going to we're we're splitting up doing dual duty, we're doing the Toledo show. Duty. <laughs> we're doing the Toledo swap meet and then the Dayton. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. Dave is part of the crew now he to have his own cards is. to put out. So He's really even getting that. emails now too. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he was getting emails. <laughs> he just he checks just... his junk folder. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I didn't consider any of the emails from our listeners to be junk. So why should I look in the junk folder? Just in case. Just when in we case, say, hey, you should be getting them. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't see anything. Well, maybe check it. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, okay. I check it just to see if I'm missing anything. And I'm usually missing all the junk mail. So Me too. What's really missing. strange, though, is it does not ding my phone for the junk mail. Yeah, I have notifications turned off on mine. Oh, um, you know what? I We're going to go a little bit longer tonight. There was something I wanted to bring up on here. Uh-oh. Oh, here comes question. phone. Yeah, it was a question that somebody wrote in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And it was... It was uh, fitting because it was Telemaster-related. Oh. So... Well, we are... Hold on. I wouldn't... Gonna, I, would, I would not say that we're Telemaster experts... But we have a fair amount of experience with telemasters. I think in almost every size. Because I messed with that 40 size a little bit that Reggie had. Oh, I forgot about that. We've got the eight footer. Was there a six foot? Maybe that was the 40 size. I think that was the 40 40 size. size, Yeah. And then now we've got the the 12 footer. Is there a bigger one? Um, I don't know. Somebody somewhere's had to make like a a a 16 footer. Half scale of what? (laughs) It's not a real airplane. (laughs) Sure it is. I'm looking right at it. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's real. Do, 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 and I don't have to say I have never flown a Telemaster. Well, that's going to change this year. It's just a big, dumb. It's just a big trainer type. Yeah, big, goofy. I don't want to say dumb, but just a big, loafy, goofy. Cub-like. Sluggish. Like, it's not even cub-like. It's it's weird. It's It's hard to describe it. It's fun. Well, I mean, I think it's fun to fly, uh, but uh, it's just, yeah, it's uh, it's just a big, goofy, just find sluggish. it strange that all the trainers I've flown over the years, and as long as I've been doing this, never have flown a Telemaster. I had never flown one until we flew the the trash can Telemaster. I'd gone all the, and I've never flown one of those. Uh, what are they called? Flying King, which is kind of, the, I think, a similar. Sort oh, of the Flying thing. King. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've never, never even f- actually seen one. I think I saw one at a swap meet. I think I saw one in Decatur, actually, at a swap meet. Um, but yeah, I've never, I've never flown one. Uh, Bruce Tharp Engineering. The BTE one is nice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I've never flown one of those. There's lots of airplanes I've never flown. So I'm going to let you read this. Oh, you want me to read it? Well, read it out loud so we can answer it, and then we also, like, I haven't responded to that one yet either. Hello. Okay, I'm going to start reading. Hello, I just purchased an original, new inbox, Hobby Lobby Senior Telemaster. Hey, that's ours. Mm-hmm. All right. Has a 95-inch span and a 14 and a quarter inch cord. Uh, the plans call for making a one-piece wing ooh, by gluing the two wing halves together. 
if I do that, it would just very barely fit diagonally in the box of my truck. Uh, truck's box is six feet from front of box to tailgate. Also, moving this eight-foot wing into and out of the house would be quite interesting, in quotes, he says. Uh, so I'm considering making it a two-piece wing. I would recommend that. Yeah. Um, I have been building and flying RC aircraft for over 40 years, but I have never made a plane this big before. So my questions are as follows. Uh, what is a very good way to join two-piece wing halves? Well, the way we did it, um, it was already done for us. We just cleaned it up and we had to make the joiners. Um, but there are pockets built into each wing half uh, that accept what I would call a blade-style joiner. And then I believe we bolted... Oh, I created a tongue on the front of the wing uh, that those, when they're clamped together, they slide into a notch uh, that I cut in the former, on the front former, and then they're bolted in the back, two bolts, one per panel. How was that before? Was that's, that that's exactly how I came out of the trash can. No. No, because we added the... Oh, no, I take that back. You're right. It had yeah. the it had the joiners, but it had four uh, holes crudely drilled into the wing panels through the sheeting with no backing plates uh, to bolt the wing to mounts in the fuselage. And there is no wing tube. Correct. Right. Yeah. So the in place of in place of a wing tube are pockets that are built into the, the wing. So if you could imagine there's a top spar and a bottom spar, and then you've got your two what I would call um shear webs. Shear webs. Thank you, Dave. Um, and then there's like a pocket that's oh, sort that's, of I remember that now, yeah. You know, that's sort of created by that. So beef that up and that will accept a spade style or a blade style, which you cut out of the Aluminum stuff. Yeah. So was ours supposed to be a one piece or two piece wing? Uh, the ARV, which is what ours was, uh, was a two piece wing. Okay. Yeah. So I think the kit does tell you to build it one piece. Um, but uh, those plans, I think you can find the plans for the ARV version on Outer Zone, I think is where I saw those. Um, but anyway, you can create a pocket pretty easily to accept a blade styled dihedral brace or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we made ours, uh, ours went out quite quite a ways, at least half the panel of each panel. Yeah. And there then, was a, a, a main one and then a, a secondary yeah, one a that was our back. I too. forgot about that. Yeah, we, yeah. we cut the those rear out. One, of... I, don't think, I think the rear one, honestly, is overkill. I think we could have done the same thing with a dowel, you know, drilled holes in the wings, put a dowel in for a few panels. Yeah, but the dihedral would have stopped it, though. Do what? The dihedral would have stopped it because those are Vs that we cut. Oh, that's right. Yep, that's right. There's a lot of remembering going yes. on as we're talking yep, about this because I forgot about that too. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's how that's how ours was uh, ours was done because ours was the ARF version. But if it was not designed to be that way, yeah. What you're saying, and we'll, we'll probably have to take pictures and send it to him just to be yeah to safe if I remember to yeah. But anyway, so with with the way that the wing goes into the front, it's kind of like a modern aircraft, really, where you kind of have a. Uh, what's the word I would use? Tongue? No, but yes. <laughs> where you have a, a tongue that actually goes in and, and holds the front, where that's not coming apart. So we, what I did was, I remember now, a lot of remembering going mm -hmm. on, um, I cut new wing root ribs, and I incorporated, what, did I mispronounce that? No, you're good. Uh, and then I cut tongues... I added tongues to the leading edge of each of those. I know I'm using my hands. No, you're okay. Um, and then I glued those onto the panels. And when those tongues come together, 
they created a quarter inch wide thickness that I cut a quarter inch wide slot that they would key into on the former at the front of the wing, if that makes sense. Front of the fuselage. Front of the fuselage, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Where the wing. So the wing essentially would slide in at the front, key into that tab or that notch in the front, and then sit down where we reinforce the back of the wing with two bolt holes and then mounts in the fuselage for that. And then it won't just push on. That's fine if you want to okay. bring it back up. All right. yeah. Or the, the side button will bring it back up. But anyway, so with with that, that is just the width of the roots, of the, the root cord thing. The <laughs> My mind just went blank. The rib? Yeah, so the rib that we added on the inside, mm -hmm. it's the same size as that where the where the tongue goes into so that it can't go side by side. Exactly. Now, we would not fly that without the functional struts, though. Because those struts are yeah. what's going to hold all of your weight. Yeah. Like this big Telemaster has absolutely no supports that go from wing to wing. There's no wing tube. Right. And like even like in the center, it's just bolted in but not bolted on. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. To us, because we know what we're talking about. Right. But if you can get it to where you cut it in half and don't join it, as long as you have a little bit of area in the middle to hold it together, right? Like to have a little bit that goes between them. Right. Um, and you have your struts done well and functional, mm -hmm. built into it into actual hard points on the fuselage and the wings you're going to be fine without mm -hmm. doing a one-piece wing. Yeah. The struts really lock everything together. Yeah. yeah. Um, like this big telemaster would not fly without the struts. Oh, absolutely not. Same with the, the small would, one. The wing I mean, would fold. Yeah, it would just yeah. right in the middle. Um, yeah, so that's that's one way you could do it. Um, if you're building it from a kit, you could also probably incorporate a wing tube system, but with the amount of dihedral that's in this airplane, that might be problematic. You could build you, it without. You may you may run into uh, issues with it. What do you mean? Without dihedral. Flatten the dihedral. Oh, you could, but then, but then it wouldn't fly like a telemaster, I don't think. The big one doesn't have... Yes, it does. Not it has, much. It has some. Okay. Over 12 foot, it doesn't take much. I yeah. guess that's true. Yeah, it, it's got dihedral. Um, yeah, and he... So... Um, Jim here goes on to say, um, are there any videos showing how to do that and what materials would be suitable for the stresses involved? Um, he says there is some dihedral to consider also. I don't know about videos. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I imagine if you do a YouTube search um, and use keywords like uh, wing half join, you know, it's it's an algorithm, right? You you put in the words you want to see, and it'll come up with videos. There may be videos. I I don't. I've never personally looked for any, but if I find some, I'll send you links. Uh, are there any videos? Okay. Uh, dehedral to consider. Yeah, mention that. Instructions say to lay one wing half flat on the table and to raise the other wing half up three inches, uh, then glue the halves together. Yeah, that's a lot of dehedral, um, even for that big airplane. Yeah, for eight feet. Also, what would be a good way to attach the wing halves to the fuselage? Yeah, we kind of we kind of covered that. Um, yep, bolts. we should we should just take pictures of ours and send it to him. Yeah, maybe both of them, so he can see like the differences. Um, you know, thinking though about our about the trash can telemaster, I bet it would fly without the struts. Those braces go mm, deep into yeah, those panels. Yeah, I'm afraid of that middle joint though. Because 
where the the aluminum composite paneling that we use in there, mm-hmm. that's not going to be very strong at an inch at a V. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the only thing that concerns right. yeah. me. So I would not do okay. that. But anyway, yeah, we'll we'll see if we can get some pictures uh, sent to you, Jim. Um, he says, yeah, I remember this. Uh, the picture on the box shows the wing held on to the fuselage with rubber bands. Obviously, that method did not work for two-piece wings. Uh, and I am considering adding wing struts to the plane, too, for a bit of added security. I would recommend Oh, that. so it didn't have struts to begin with? Doesn't sound like it. Oh. Well, no, we're not with a one-piece wing. You wouldn't need them. Okay. Not then, really glued yeah. solidly in the center, you wouldn't need struts. Uh, wow. Okay. Is, if there is any way possible to answer this email with any thoughts and or ideas uh, via another email, that would be very helpful. Well, we'll just do it on the podcast, Jim. Um, you can use my first name on your podcast, however... <laughs> too late now. Should, should have read well, a little Jim, bit further. Yeah, that's right. I'm good. I called him Jim. That's, he said I could call him that. Um, uh, so, anyway. so yeah, we'll. Uh, he's he mentions he's probably not going to hear this, so we'll, <laughs> we'll send him some pictures. Okay. <laughs> well, at least that one's done. We do have a. I mean, like we yeah, have a list of a other stack of listener questions and stuff that we. We'll get to. But we like it's I, odd. We always have nothing to talk about. We end up talking for over an hour. Oh my God. It's an hour and forty five minutes, gentlemen. Yeah. I'm done. It's about our longest one ever. Yeah. Well, we would have been done like twenty minutes ago, but you came up with this other one. So Okay. I'm sorry, guys and girls. Um we rambled on a lot this evening. Well, take us out, Tommy, if we're finished. Dave, are you finished? I am done finally. Right. Dave was done an hour and a half ago. <laughs> take us out, Tommy. Well, that's all we have. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh, for uh, yeah, for this week, I'm uh, Tom. <laughs> I'm Ron. I never do the clothes. <laughs> I know. And I'm Dave. Like keeping your toes. Good, Good night. night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.